Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2381 with a release date of Friday, June 16th, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. A Youth D expedition set its sights on Guyana. Satellites get into the act on field day. And ham radio aids in a dramatic rescue in Idaho. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2381 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur Radio's independent, on-the-air news and bulletin service. And now reporting from Valparaiso, Indiana, here's Paul Brown, WD9GCO. Our top story this week takes us to Guyana. And that's a location a young quartet of de-expeditioners has its collective eye on. We'll hear about their plans from Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Their trip has been years in the making, and now, with the travel precautions of the pandemic behind them, a team of de-expeditioners, all in their 20s, is finally free to travel to their destination, Guyana. Four friends, Jamie, M0SDV, Philip, DK6SP, Tommy, HA8RT, and Sven, DJ4MX, are young. Sven is 21, team co-leader Jamie is 22, Tommy is 24, and co-leader Philip is 25. Their youth hasn't stopped them from becoming veteran de-expeditioners. Jamie told Newsline, We have been fortunate enough to visit some amazing locations worldwide. Now they're putting together their plan to operate in Guyana between the 14th and 24th of next February, operating CW, SSB, FT8 and RTTY on the HF bands. They have not yet been assigned a call sign. The Northern California DX Foundation said it has given the team a $5,000 grant as a way of encouraging the next generation of adventuring amateurs. Jamie said that the group's website will be updated regularly to keep DX hunters apprised and, of course, to encourage others to support the de-expedition. See the text version of this week's newscast on our website, arnewsline.org, to find a link to the de-expedition. The team will also be providing a separate website dedicated to the de-expedition itself, and will communicate with chasers via social media. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH. Residents in the city of Seattle take the notion of being neighborly quite seriously. So seriously, in fact, that they regularly hold disaster drills to practice ways to help one another out. Of course, it involves amateur radio. Here's Jack Parker, W8ISH, with a report on the latest exercise held on June 11th. The disaster scenario in the city of Seattle, Washington, was simulated, but there was nothing fictional about the scene of neighbor helping neighbor. On June 11th, the city's emergency communication hubs rehearsed the all-important coordinated response that everyone would have in the event of a citywide power outage from neighbors to local authorities. The exercise was called Power Down. 25 hams from the Auxiliary Communication Service of Amateurs were dispatched to transmit messages using voice and digital modes such as Windlink and FL Digi. The hams worked at one of the city's 10 participating hubs at rally points for city workers or in the radio room of the city's emergency operations center. Many of the hams were asked to move between the various locations to help balance out resources. Most of the hams communicated via nets using repeaters that have power generators on site. 
According to Susanna Cunningham, WB7CON, the public information officer for the ACS, the exercise was a successful demonstration of cooperation, but unearthed some challenges. There were coverage issues with repeaters that are used less frequently, and hams making use of Winlink did not always succeed in getting all the ICS forms submitted from the hubs to their targeted locations. Suzanne said that these issues and others will be evaluated at the July meeting of the ACS on July 8th. This is Jack Parker, W8ISH. In the U.S. and Canada, almost everyone is getting ready for field day, and that includes satellite enthusiasts. We hear about their plans from Cell MB, KB3TZD. In case you've been wondering, field day is for the birds. Once again, just as the ARL sponsors the 23-hour exercise known as Field Day for hams throughout the U.S. and Canada, AMSAT, the Radio Amateur Satellite Corporation, takes this test of emergency communications to the skies. For satellite users, this will be a 27-hour period between 1800 UTC on Saturday the 24th of June through to 2100 UTC on Sunday the 25th. Satellite users are advised to check the AMSAT status page for what will be available. AMSAT has said there will be more than 10 transponders and repeaters available during that weekend. FM voice satellites will include SO50, AO91, PO101, the International Space Station, and possibly LILAC-SAT for those in search of bonus points. Ops are advised to be aware of congestion on FM low-Earth orbit satellites. The rules set a limit of one QSO per FM satellite, including the ISS. The exchange is the traditional ARL field day exchange. This is Salembi, KB3TZD. Newsline is always pleased to share news of radio amateurs who have received recognition for their contributions to the community. But we are never more proud than one of those being honored is a member of our own team. Neil Rapp, WB9VPG an anchor and correspondent for Newsline, has received the Yasme Excellence Award from the Yasme Foundation for his years of work with the next generation of ham radio operators. Neil provided the initial radio club sponsorship for the Region 2 Yoda camps, which he now serves as manager, providing administrative assistance for the camps as a nonprofit. He has also served as manager of Hamvention's Ham Radio 2.0 Showcase. The Foundation Board of Directors issued a statement saying that, quote, Recruiting young operators is key to the survival of amateur radio, and his tireless efforts are appreciated, end quote. The award consists of an engraved crystal globe and a cash grant of $500. Neil, we here at Newsline can only add our own congratulations and sincere appreciation for all that you do. In Idaho, amateur radio played a role in the dramatic rescue of an 80-year-old man in a rocky wilderness region. Dave Parks, WB8ODF, has the details. Members of Scout Troop 77 from Eagle, Idaho, were well prepared for their canoeing trip into Hell's Canyon just a few weeks ago and took along a few handheld radios, a satellite communications device, and a ham radio. They were soon to encounter another adventurer, an 80-year-old retired judge who at one time had been a scoutmaster in his home state of Oregon, which borders the canyon. This man was not so prepared. He lost his balance while taking photographs in the region and fell 60 feet down a rocky riverbank on the Snake River, sustaining serious injuries to his neck, back, ankle, and lower leg. 
The scouts were canoeing when they were flagged down by a woman who heard the calls for help from the man, Eric Valentine, who was in serious pain. Henry Cavanaugh, KJ7QJU, used his radio to contact the adults who were with the other scouts. Henry's father, Brian, KJ7QJT, an assistant scoutmaster and a wilderness first responder, was among those arriving to tend to the man. Others arrived and stabilized him while the assistant scoutmaster reached out to emergency dispatch services from his satellite communicator. Members of the area utility, Idaho Power, were able to help move the injured man by jet boat to a campground where a helicopter could safely land to transport him to a local hospital. Returning home to Oregon late last month, Eric was recovering and already planning his next hike. He told the Baker City Herald website, however, that he will no longer hike alone in Hell's Canyon. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Dave Parks, WB8ODF. Here's a homebrew challenge for you. Write your own ham radio haiku. We're inviting listeners to channel their most creative selves and share the joy of ham radio in the form of a haiku. On our website, arnewsline.org, you will find the submission form for sending your most poetic offering. Be sure you follow the traditional form to qualify. The first line is five syllables, the second line is seven syllables, and the finishing third line has another five syllables. Be sure to follow that form. Our team will pick from the best submissions that follow the 575-syllable rule and present love of amateur radio. Your prize? Fame and glory, of course, and a featured spot for your haiku on the Amateur Radio Newsline website. Visit our website at arnewsline.org to see this week's winning haiku. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the two-meter repeater of the Bluegrass Amateur Radio Society in Lexington, Kentucky, every Friday at 9 p.m. A prominent radio contester is taking a top spot in another competitive field, European football. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, gives us the details. You may not find Seri Rebroff, 5 Bravo 4 Alpha Mike Mike, on the field of any high-profile radio sport event this year, but the former Tottenham football striker does have his eyes set on next year's European Championship as the first permanent head coach of Ukraine's team. The active radio contester is well known throughout Europe for his career with West Ham, Tottenham and Dynamo Kiev, and he also coached in the Saudi Arabian, Ukrainian and Hungarian leagues. He recently signed a three-year contract with Ukraine's team, keeping his eye on the European Championship qualifiers against North Macedonia and Malta. As a licensed Hammond contester, he has also been heard on the air as UT5UDX, M0SDX, TA2ZF and UT0U. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Any ham who remembers hearing, or perhaps working, the call sign JY1, King Hussein of Jordan, will enjoy hearing this next story. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us more. The UK radio equipment, once used by King Hussein of Jordan, JY1, is being donated to the Radio Society of Great Britain by Her Majesty Queen Noor of Jordan. King Hussein became a silent key in 1999 at the age of 63. 
The RSGB said the collection will be on permanent display at the RSGB's National Radio Centre to inspire others and promote friendship and understanding across cultures. They said in a statement, His Majesty was a great ambassador for amateur radio, and whenever his official duties allowed him, his radio call sign JY1 could be heard on the amateur bands. His Majesty always operated modestly, never announcing himself as King Hussein, always just Hussein from Jordan. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Organizers are looking for presenters for the next GNU radio conference, known as GRC on 23. This is the 13th annual conference for the community, which unites users and developers in the field of software radio. Presenters and attendees are typically members of the academic community, government, industry, and, of course, hobbyists. The deadline for submission of abstracts to present at the conference is June 23rd. The conference itself will take place from September 5th through the 9th. It is being held at Arizona State University's Center for Wireless Information Systems and Computational Architectures in Tempe, Arizona. Details can be found on the website gnuradio.org. Lawmakers in two U.S. states have reintroduced a bill to protect hams from private land use restrictions that keep them from installing antennas at home. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, brings us up to date. The Amateur Radio Emergency Preparedness Act is back for consideration on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. The measure, first introduced by Congressman Bill Johnson of Ohio and Joe Courtney of Connecticut last December, is designed to ensure that hams everywhere can get on the air, especially in instances where there is a need for emergency communications, such as in natural disasters. No votes were taken when the bill was introduced toward the end of the last session of Congress. It is being reintroduced in response to the rapid growth of private residential areas that have these restrictions on the use of land. The bill would amend the Communications Act of 1934 by prohibiting land use restrictions from halting the installation and use of amateur radio antennas. This is Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. If you're an educator who enjoys helping the next generation explore science and tech careers, and you're a fan of ham radio on the ISS, this part-time job opportunity might be what you're looking for. Here are the details from Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. Youngsters who participate in amateur radio contacts with the International Space Station are the priority of ARIS USA, which looks to engage them in the worlds of science and technology. Eris USA is looking for an experienced educator to work as Director of Education, guiding the organization with strategies to enhance the education of youth involved in the Eris program. This is a part-time remote position that requires leadership skills to guide the education engagement volunteer team, seeking ways to inspire youth in the fields of STEAM and STEM. The Director of Education is also responsible for coordinating proposals from schools and other educational institutions seeking to host astronaut contacts. For a full list of other requirements and responsibilities, and for more details about the position, visit www.ariss-usa.org. This is Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. QRZ.com is marking 30 years of online service to the world's amateur radio community by introducing a new operating award. A ham becomes eligible for the 30 Years of QRZ award by completing and confirming on-air contacts with 30 members of QRZ.com anywhere in the world. The award is free. 
Like the other QRZ.com awards, it is presented based on the logbook each operator maintains on the site. The award is open to everyone who has a presence on QRZ.com, not just subscribers. Details about the award and instructions on how to apply can be found on QRZ.com under the Awards tab. In the world of DX, VK2YUS is using the call sign YJ0CA from Ifante, IOTA number OC035, Vanuatu, from the 17th through to the 28th of June. He is using single sideband on 40 through 10 meters, QSL direct to his home call. Look for Ren PY8WW to be active as PX8B from Ila de Baik, IOTA number SA045, from June 21st through to the 25th. He will be on 80 through 6 meters, QSL via his home call. There is still time to work Casimir, DL2SBY, who is operating as 8Q7KB from the Maldives, IOTA number AS013 through to the 21st of June. He is focusing on CW and single sideband, largely on 12, 10, and 6 meters. See QRZ.com for QSL details. A radio amateur who just reached the age of 106 has been enjoying music and the music of CW for almost as many years. We hear about him from Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB. Louis Benvenuto, W6OTB, and the late Italian tenor Luciano Pavarotti had two things in common. Louis' given name at birth was also Luciano until he changed it at the age of 16, and both Lucianos knew how to make beautiful music, just not together. Pavarotti, the famed singer, used his voice. For Louis Benvenuto, a lifelong CW operator, the instrument of choice is a key. Even now, at the age of 106, he makes that key sing. On Tuesday, June 6th, the key could well have been singing happy birthday to Lewis as he reached another milestone. The Nebraska native was still a young man when he got the call sign he still retains today. He attended radio school in California and eventually got a job in professional radio, but his first love, amateur radio, was always with him. Later, he made the leap into TV, becoming a cameraman for a number of popular TV shows, including The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. It was on that late-night talk show, in fact, where Luciano the singer met Luciano the amateur radio operator. The cameraman simply introduced himself. It was perhaps one of the easiest contacts the veteran radio operator ever made. While it didn't turn into a rag-chew, he did end up logging it, deep in his memory, where it remains even now. This is Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB. Do you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in? We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we'd like to cover it, we will get back to you for more details. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, AMSAT News Service, the ARRL, Eris USA, Associated Press, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, DXWorld.net, eham.net, Fox TV 10, GNU Radio.org, Jamie M0SDV, QRZ.com, the Radio Society of Great Britain, Radio World, Scouting Magazine, the Seattle Times, shortwaveradio.de, Susanna Cunningham, WB7CON, and you, our listeners, 
That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO in Valparaiso, Indiana, saying 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023. All rights reserved.